If you would please turn your Bibles to Colossians chapter 2. If you can't find a Bible, the passage we're going to be looking at is on the front of your bulletin. And it's everywhere. And it is the, the passage which our theme for abounding comes from. So starting today, over the next five weeks, we're going to be exploring this theme of abounding and what that means for us as the local church and what we believe God is calling us to. And as we began to pray and think about where God was leading us and, and where we've been, this, this passage kept coming up over and over and over. Colossians 2, verses 6 through 7. We spent a whole uh, semester in it this past year studying this great book. And so we're going to come back to this instruction, back to what Paul was teaching the church there in Colossae and what it means for Cornerstone. So Colossians 2, verses 6 through 7, this is God's holy word. Therefore, as you received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in him, rooted and built up in him, and established in the faith, just as you were taught, abounding in thanksgiving. Let's pray and ask God to help us understand his word. Lord, we thank you for your instruction given to us in a book, the Holy Scriptures, your inspired word, Lord, the truth. And so, Father, teach us, teach us to know Christ more, to be established and rooted in him, Lord, to abound in thanksgiving. We pray this in Jesus' name, amen. Let me ask you a question this morning, one I'd like you to meditate on and think about as we work our way through these verses. What is the mission of the church? What is the mission of the church? Or to put it another way, what is the purpose of the church? We can think about that in broad terms, the big church, the worldwide church, the church of the ages. But we also must think about that more practically in its local application here. What does it mean for the local church. What is the mission of the church? I bet you could ask 10 different people that question, what is the mission of the church? And I guarantee you would get 10 different answers. It's a question that disciples of Jesus have been asking for thousands of years. What's the mission of the church? It's a question I'd like us to wrestle with this morning. There have been many Wonderful and exciting times in the history of the church since the time of the apostles. But if we're honest, we must admit there's also been some very dark and tragic times over the past few thousand years in the history of the church. And as we look back at these good times and the bad times in the life of the church, is there something that we can point to? Are there some reasons that we can give that, man, those were some really wonderful times? Or are there some things that we can point to, some reasons that we could give to, to say, wow, those were hard times, in fact, bad times for the church? I think so. I think there are some reasons. I think there are some things that we can point to. And I think a lot of it has to do with the, how that question has been answered. What is the mission of the church? If you were to ask the reformers at the height of the Reformation, what answer would they give to this question of what is the mission of the church? 
Well, they actually gave one. It's one that we still hold on to today, one that we still value. The mission of the church is threefold. It's the preaching of the Word of God. It's the administration of the sacraments, and it's the discipline of the saints. And when you hear that word discipline, we think of teaching and instructing and admonishing, not spanking people publicly. So let's just get that clear. <laughs> the word, the sacraments, and discipline, everything flows from this. Every practical application for Christian living, every practical way that the church is to be the church is to flow from these important tenets of what is the mission of the church, the word, sacraments, and discipline. The reason why this is important for us here at Cornerstone Presbyterian Church to, to know these things and to know the answer of this, to this question, what is the mission of the church, so that we know our purpose, so that we know what we are here for, what God has called us to, what is this mission that God has given us. How are we to remain faithful to these important ingredients of what it means to be a local church, the word, sacraments, and discipline? This is where we must understand our mission as a local church and where it comes into play. You may have heard it said before that mission drives vision. Cornerstone had an original vision, an original vision of what it wanted to be as a local church. And it's wonderfully illustrated by these banners that we have hung on each side of the room. The, 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 the early disciples, the early church was devoted to the apostles' teaching, to the fellowship, to, to the breaking of bread and to prayer. These were the things that drove the, the, the mission of Cornerstone Presbyterian Church. That was the mandate that they had believed that God had given them to be a church. This is right out of Acts chapter 2. But as we grew as a community, as we focused on these things, we saw that we needed a, a mission statement because, again, mission drives vision. We wanted to see what was our, what was our purpose, how can we drive forward this, this vision that God has called us to, and that's where we came up with our mission. Many weeks, it's print, mission statement, it's printed many weeks on the front of our bulletin, it's inside there on one of the panels, you can see it there, the mission of Cornerstone Presbyterian Church. It's to be a community of Christ followers who worship, grow, and serve together to glorify God in Huntsville and throughout the world. This is who we believe that God has called us to be. This is what we believe that God has called us to do on mission for Him. And we believe that these components of, of worshiping and of growing and of serving together, these are the essential ingredients that the Lord has, has, has called us to, to be about as a local church, to be a, a church that's faithful to the Lord Jesus Christ and faithful to the mission that He has given us. This was a similar message, I believe, that the Apostle Paul was giving this very young church here in Colossae. And this is why he, in fact, wrote the letter to the Colossians. After warning them earlier in chapter 2 to, to not fall prey to, to worldly philosophies or this so-called truth that had nothing to do with Christ. He was exhorting these believers, these brothers and sisters in Christ, to, to focus their whole lives, to focus all their attention on Jesus Christ, in whom are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. 
You see, there were these, these, uh, these worldly philosophies. There were these false teachers that were coming in and, and telling them that they needed to do and to be all these things. But none of them had anything to do with Jesus. And so like a good pastor, Paul was bringing their, their minds and their focus back to the Lord. Back to what the mission of the church is. is to be about Jesus. Think about what he told them there for a moment. Think about this truth. In Christ are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. All the treasures of wisdom and knowledge are hidden in Christ. In other words, there is no treasure. There is no wisdom. There is no knowledge that is greater than knowing Christ Jesus as Lord and Savior. Nothing compares to that. Everything else in this world will fade away. You can lose everything, every material possession that you can imagine. You could lose it all, but if you have Christ, you have everything. You have all the treasures of wisdom and of knowledge. And now that the Colossians knew that, now that they knew Christ, now that they were in Christ, he said, they had a mission and that mission was that they would abound in Christ. That they would abound in this mission that God has called them to. So what do you think of when you hear that word abounding? You know, I, I have to confess, when I, when I hear that word, sometimes I think of Tigger from Winnie the Pooh, just bounding around. He's just happy, he's energetic, he's always moving, he's thriving. But that, that's what abounding means. Living and, and, and active and moving forward, abundant, generous, all these things are bound up in this word abounding. And the reason that we are having this generosity initiative, abounding in Christ and for the city, is because we are excited and we are thankful for the mission that we believe that God has given us. And we are excited about where God is leading us and where, how he is preparing us to take these next steps to build a new home in downtown Huntsville. Because we believe we are called to abound in Christ. And so let's look at this passage a little deeper. Let's look at what Paul is saying here specifically in these verses. In order for the Colossians, in order for this church there in Colossae, and we certainly can apply it to us, to Cornerstone. How are we to continue to treasure Christ and abound in faith? How are we to continue to treasure Christ and abound in faith? There were three things that the Apostle Paul exhorted them to do in these three verses. They are to walk in Christ, be rooted and established in Christ, and abound in thanksgiving. Let's briefly look at those three things. How are we to abound in our mission and our vision, these, this walking, this rooted, this established, abounding, the, these wonderful action verbs. How are we to abound in our mission and vision? First, we abound in our mission and vision by walking in Christ. This is the first thing he exhorted them to do. Now that they know Christ, they've received Christ, they heard the gospel, he says, now walk in him. This is what it means to be a faithful church, to walk not walk with Christ, but walk in Christ. In other words, your life now is totally dependent upon Jesus. Everything you do and say, the way you live, is to be about Jesus. This is what a true church is. This is what the, the Christian life is. It's about Jesus. And 
There's so much more I want to say about this right now, but we're going to come back to it in a few weeks as we look at this idea of abounding in discipleship. But for now, let us acknowledge that we cannot abound in our mission if we're not committed to walking in Christ. The second thing he teaches there is we are to abound in our mission by being rooted and established in Christ. And so Paul is continuing his exhortation to the Colossians by using some agricultural metaphors that I think most of us understand. He says they were to abound in their mission to walk in Christ by being rooted in Christ. Rooted in Christ. I think we all understand what this means. You think of trees, you think of flowers and bushes and vegetables. None of these things can survive, right, if they don't have strong, healthy roots, established roots. Uh, years ago, I was doing some landscaping in my yard and had this crepe myrtle out there kind of randomly in the middle of our football field. <laughs> and so I wanted to take it down. So I cut it down. I committed crepe murder. I don't know if any of you have ever done that before. <laughs> Thank you for those of you who laughed, the gardeners. But not only did I cut it down, you, to really get rid of that thing, you have to dig it up. You have to completely dig it up by its root ball. And, and 21 months later, I finally got it up. <laughs> and, and, and this thing was huge, and, and we filled it in with dirt and leveled out our yard. But every year, as things starting to grow... Little shoots start coming up from that area where that crepe myrtle was. And if I didn't mow my grass greatly, I'm pretty sure I would have a, a forest of crepe myrtles in my front yard. All, all that to say that there, there was still some life and still some vitality because I didn't get all the roots. It was still trying to grow. It was still trying to thrive because there was still some roots there that were receiving nourishment and surviving. So you get the idea here. Paul says to the Colossians to be rooted and established in Christ by building a foundation, a, a root system, if you will, that is in him. Not on him or with him or by him, but in him. That may seem like a minor semantic detail, but this is very important that we are in Christ because it reminds us that the mission of the church is not some joint venture, some partnership that... Okay, God, we'll do this church thing on earth until we get to go to heaven with you. No, the mission of the church is our calling to be totally independent on Christ. This is his church. It is his mission. It is his work that we are called to participate in. We cannot abound in our mission if Christ is not the center of everything we do and say that we are rooted in him. And so Christ Jesus must be the source of this spiritual nourishment that we receive as we are rooted in him because we are part, apart from him, we can do nothing. Jesus talks about this metaphor when he says to abide in me, he tells his disciples. Listen to what he says in John 15. Abide in me and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you. Unless you abide in me, I am the vine, you are the branches. Whoever abides in me and I in him, he is, it is he that bears much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. We are called to be a faithful church on mission for Christ by being rooted and established 
in Him, abiding in Him. Thirdly, we are to abound in our, our mission by overflowing with gratitude. This season of abounding that we are beginning here today, it's a wonderful opportunity for us to grow in thanksgiving, for us to look and to remember and to see the many ways that God has blessed us as we look back, as we, as we see as we are now, as we, as we look ahead, we have much to be thankful for. I'm thankful that God has called us to do this together. I'm thankful that we are a family rooted in Christ and as family members. We are on a journey together. I'm thankful to be a pastor and a part of a church that loves the scriptures, that loves this mission, this thing that we're committed to, to, to growing, worshiping, serving, to the word, sacraments, and discipline. I'm thankful that God has provided for Cornerstone in so many ways over the years for us to worship and serve Him. He's even provided places at the last minute that we can gather together in corporate worship. I'm thankful for all the opportunities that God has allowed us to be a part of His kingdom work, both here in Huntsville and around the world. Literally around the world, little old Cornerstone gets to partner with missionaries in Ireland in countries where it is so dangerous to identify with the gospel that we can't even name these people or the countries that they're in. And, but even here locally, we get to partner with, with missions and, and ministries here that are taking forward the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. Little old Cornerstone gets to be a part of that. I'm so thankful for that. So how can we respond in thanksgiving? I believe it's by being faithful to the opportunity that God has in front of us. We have an opportunity, by God's grace, to establish ourselves, to root ourselves in a permanent home, a permanent place in downtown Huntsville. Not so that we can have a, a shiny new building, because let's be honest, shiny doesn't last very long, does it? I mean, think about that. All these smartphones that we carry around, for, they have to come up with a new one every single year so that we can have the new and shiny, right? Buildings, new and shiny as they may be when they're new, they, they don't stay that way very long. But how many of us have gone home after years of being away from our parents and we go home for, for Christmas or we go home for Thanksgiving, we go home to these family gatherings and Mom and Dad, what'd you do with my room? <laughs> Why did you turn it into the dining room? <laughs> it's because it affects us because it was our home, right? It's where, where we grew up. It's where we lived. It, it, and here we're talking about building a home. A home where we can abound in mission and community. Where we can be Christ's followers who worship and grow and serve together. Not only for today and tomorrow, but for years to come. For our grandchildren. If you've driven around downtown lately and you've gone and looked at some of those churches, some of those churches have been there for over 200 years. Well over 200 years. Isn't that amazing to think about? A home that can be there that long. But unfortunately, I think some of those churches down there have lost their mission and vision of being Christ-centered. My prayer is that we can be that light, that we can be a home 
for those to worship and serve and love Jesus. So I'm thankful for the opportunity, and I, and I pray that God will give us all just gratitude for what he has done and what he will do, and it will, it will overflow in our lives that we will abound in thanksgiving. Pastor Mark Johnson states that history, the church history, is littered with the corpses of countless mutant strains of Christianity that are not the real thing. Sure, they caused a stir of excitement in their day, but they quickly died because they were more about man than about God. And so how can we prevent this? How can we ensure that we do not stray from being more about God and less about us? That's why we must focus on Christ and not lose sight of Him in our ministry and in our focus. That's why we must abound in Jesus there's no other way for us to be a true church than to be rooted and established in Him. As I've read these verses for almost a year now and thought about Cornerstone and where we are and where we've been and where we are going, I, I guess can't help but think about our church when I read these verses that Paul wrote to the Colossians. God called people here in Huntsville, Alabama almost 10 years ago that they simply saw their mission and their vision to be a community of Christ followers to walk in Jesus, to want to know Jesus, to, 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 to they receive Jesus as Lord. They just wanted to walk in Him. And then there was this deep passion for being rooted in Christ. How can we, how can we root ourselves in this gospel that, that God has called us to, that we can establish a lasting foundation for years to come? And now we find ourselves at this moment. And in response to all this, we're in a moment now where we can abound in thanksgiving, being rooted and established in Christ. I'm so incredibly grateful for all that God has done and He will continue to do. And so as we continue on this journey, let's remind ourselves a new building will not change our mission and our vision. But it will, and I sure hope it will and pray it will, help us to abound in our mission and vision and grow as God has called us to. Our hope is that a new home will enhance this mission to be devoted followers of the Lord Jesus Christ, worshiping, growing, and serving Him in Huntsville for years to come. May God help us to abound in Christ. Let's pray. Father, thank you so much for these encouraging and words of exhortation that we have here in your holy word. Lord, they were written to real people in a, in a real local church who had real life problems and, and real um, real obstacles that faced them, that were coming from them, from the world, the flesh, the devil, all these things, trying to take their, their mind and their eyes off of Jesus. And you provided this pastor to help encourage them, to point them to the truth that in Christ are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. And so, Lord, that is where our, our folk, we want our focus today, to be on Christ to walk in Him, to be rooted and built up in Him, to be established 
in this faith once delivered by the saints. Lord, help us to abound in the mission that you have called us to. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen.